You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shepherd and Sports Bite. I'm Tyler Maher, your host. Uh, sorry for not introducing myself last week, but uh, we're back again and ready to go. With me today is Alex Mitchell. Alex, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, very exciting to be on the podcast. I've just heard that intro for the first time. I'm, uh, I've, got, I've got a few comments, but I might keep them to myself, I reckon. So you, uh, you didn't listen to last week's podcast? Uh, no, I did, but uh, I, I just might have missed the intro, I reckon. But no, nah, no, nah, it's good to be here and uh, good to, well, there's not too much sports to chat about, but um, we'll, we'll make of it what we can. Yeah, it, uh, it was very flat. Um, for a number of reasons uh, in between the recording of the first podcast and, and this one. Um, obviously, we were all up and about last week about um, you know most junior sports being back and now they're uh, mostly done and dusted. So uh, we'll have to uh, look for uh, other, other sports or other ways to cover sport in the uh, next six weeks or so. Yeah, that's right. It's obviously just part of the whole disappointment of, um, of COVID-19 and you know, it, it did feel like you know, not not just from a sporting perspective, but from a, a I suppose like a statewide, countrywide perspective that we had sort of moved through to an extent, and to have the uh, second sort of wave and the second lockdown hit and, and to hit sport as well is obviously yeah extremely disappointing. But yeah, as you say, uh, yep, we move forward from here, and uh, hopefully, sport is uh, back up and running in in six weeks or or whenever the our next available opportunity is. Yeah, certainly. Uh, obviously, uh, the health of the community comes first, but uh, not everything is off the cards. There's uh, still plenty of golf going on uh, in small groups and uh, with masks on uh, of course and um, you've uh, you've been out having a, a bit of a hit at the uh, at the new driving range out at Maribna yeah 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 it's a beautiful facility out there um and, and we're, 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 I think a few of the sports members are uh, 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 sports team members are members at Marupna Golf Club, and uh, you can still ha- have a whack there, nine or eighteen holes, that sort of thing. So yeah, great setup at Marupna. Uh, we, we love it out there, and so yeah, that's basically all you can do right now is um, a bit of socially distanced golf with the, with your mask on. Yeah, certainly. I uh, I went out and uh, chatted to uh, some members out at Kyala Golf Club. Um, they said that uh, you know with a lot of other sports off their their, their women membership or their, their women players was was really booming and they were hoping to, to bring a few more in. And I, I chatted to uh, Marilla uh, McCauley out there and uh, here's what she had to say. Play golf at any age, really. Yep. And you can come out any time. There's no commitment with golf until you get there on the day. You haven't got a commitment to pay. You um, can play in groups of three, two, by yourself. You can come out any time you know, during the day and play, have a hit, have a practice. What else is good about it? You don't need to buy a uniform or anything. You know, there's no commitments like that. That's the best bit. After playing tennis for years, the best bit is that you can come on a Wednesday or you can say, oh, it's too frosty today, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going. You know, and, and you don't have to commit yourself. You can't. It's uh, obviously uh, very nice to be able to go out there and uh, if there's a bit of frost on the ground, you don't have to kick it off. But um, yeah, so uh, obviously if you uh, can get out for a hit, that's probably the only thing uh, you, you can do at the moment other than maybe a uh, bit of a social uh, lawn bowl roll if you're a member. So um, definitely keep out there and, and keep active. Yeah, she's right about the uniforms too. I mean, you see, I mean, some people, you know, they go the full, uh, you know, the polo and the uh, tucked in pants, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, you see people rolling out there in just a, just a casual hoodie or a, or a footy short. Um, so plenty of, uh, a, a very wide range of, uh, of outfits on the golf course. And it's good too. You can rock up at any time. You can, 
you know, go, go early in the morning, as you say. Probably not the uh, best time of year to be uh, hitting off at uh, 8, 8 a.m., but uh, some of this beautiful afternoon sun uh, hit, hit the course at about 2 o'clock and uh, get 9 or 18 in, I reckon. Certainly, and uh, there's plenty of other courses around. Uh, Shepparton, yep. uh, Hilltop, Merrigan, plenty, uh, you know, Kyabram Parkland. Uh, actually, there was uh, uh, a hole-in-one out at Kyabram Parkland on the weekend. Olivia Cartwright uh, of uh, Lawn Bowling fame. Hit her second hole in one as a as a sixteen year old. It's uh, she's certainly uh, adding plenty to the sporting resume at the moment. Stories like that don't actually make me happy. Like I, I guess there's part of me that's happy for her, but the fact that I've had about one birdie in my life uh, and a sixteen year old's had two hole in holes in one is uh yeah that's uh, a bit saddening for me to be honest. Well, uh, it certainly uh, shows why we're sports journalists and uh, not athletes. Not athletes. That's it. Um, uh, one athlete uh, who is um, continuing. Through the lockdown, uh, by virtue of being in the national competition, is uh, Marupna's Gary Jacobson, uh, Greater Shepparton's fastest bus driver, uh, as we like to call him. Yeah, that's right. Well, last lockdown he had the, uh, the the virtual series, the E-series, and he did all right at that, actually. He did pretty well for someone who I think at the start wasn't too sure how he'd fare, and that, that was, you know... This I think a really cool thing in that it was a standardised car. Like they were, it, you know, Gary isn't obviously at the moment driving the fastest car in, in the V8 Supercars main series, and um, as a result, he's not necessarily been a top ten finisher on a regular basis or anything like that. But when you put them all in the same car, obviously a bit different with um, you know, by um, by being an E series rather than actually on the track. But um, it was good to see, you know, m- maybe he tested their driving skills in a little more standardised way, and he did really well in that. Yeah, and he, he really enjoyed it too, and he's enjoying his season with Matt Stone Racing uh, this year, and they're up in Darwin uh, for this weekend and next weekend, a big double header, and um, he actually uh, had took some time to, to give us a few thoughts on um, the you know the technicality uh, of the the Darwin track and um, you know sort of the the way you've got to approach it um, from a from a strategic standpoint. Uh, so here's what he had to say: Darwin's a pretty special track. I think that. Whenever you go there, you're always trying to find a car setup that can be pretty quick in terms of uh, least amount of aero drag and low low ride height to go quick down the longest straight there is uh, of any circuit in the country to trying to find a balance that works for all the flowing sectors in uh, sector two and three. So um, really tough track to pull the car up at turn one, especially in the races, you you usually come off the start line um, exceeding, you know, 200 k's an hour and you go into turn one racing too wide, sometimes three or four wide because of how long the straight can get and how wide it is, uh, braking as late as you can, fighting for positions with cold tyres and cold brakes. So that usually causes some um, some entertainment for the crowds and sometimes mixes up the results a little bit and takes away the predictability of everything. That There's usually one or two cars that get spat out on the outside into the grass where there's just no racing room left. So it's a unique track for those reasons. Um, the temperature is going to be higher than what the drivers will probably want it to be. Um, you know, we're, we're approaching a winter season everywhere in the country, but winter just, just doesn't exist in Darwin, from my opinion. So um, probably, you know, be looking for, for some rubbish bins with some ice and some water in them to cool down after each session because the heat will be something we'll have to get used to. But I'm sure with the two weekends in a row of racing, the drivers will get familiar with that heat and toughen up as the weekends go on. I thought that was really interesting um, from Gary there. Obviously, thanks for 
taking the time to uh, to, to send us that and um, have have a chat with us about that. And Gary's always very uh, very helpful when we we're we're trying to report. But um, yeah, I thought that that technical aspect of um, not overdoing it, um, looking for speed on on obviously a, a straight where you can find a lot of speed to um you know to make sure you can actually still get around the, the circuit. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, motorsport teams have always got to be walking that fine line between straight line speed and um you know being, having that handling, having the power through the corners and that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's really good that he'll be back on the track. I think he's sort of trying to push into the top fifteen as much as he can. Um, in, in this se- in this back half of the season or, or back half of the year, whatever it is, and um, yeah, so it, he's in a, he's in a good car. And Matt Stone Racing, it's from a um, a really famous racing family too. So he should be able to um, yeah, keep pushing up the grid. I reckon. I think top fifteen is a pretty achievable goal for Gary in the rest of the year. Yeah, fresh off a uh, personal best result um, on the weekend, uh, well, in the last race weekend too. So he's um. He's got a bit of confidence, a bit of momentum, and uh, he uh, hopefully will be uh, right up uh, near the front uh, when we're watching him this weekend and uh, and for the rest of the season. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully he's uh, yeah, getting a few wins, I reckon. We'll, I want to see the uh, Marutna boy on the podium, and that would be great to see. Certainly. And uh, that just about uh, wraps up Sports Bite uh, for this edition, Alex. Um, obviously, last week uh, with Aiden, I was talking about that the Four Sportsmen, uh, the much-anticipated uh, podcast with us and... Yeah, a bit of bit of help from uh, Liam Nash as well uh, was on the horizon, but I, I feel like it, it is again on the back burner for for a little bit at least with uh, most of the sport off. But we'll still uh, we'll still uh, come into the uh, the airwaves every week with uh, with this shorter podcast, and we'll still uh, keep you connected with uh, everything that we can. Yeah, sounds good. It's been good to be here, and yeah, we'll keep uh, keep touching base with the uh, community moving forward. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.